Inside ADHD is ADHD Family's official podcast that provides parents with current research about ADHD and strategies for helping their children. ADHDfamilies.ca is a resource website for parents of children who have ADHD. All of the resources have been evaluated by experts in the field of ADHD, so parents can feel confident that they are receiving trustworthy information. For more information, visit ADHDfamilies.ca, follow us on Twitter, and subscribe to our podcast in iTunes or your favorite podcast player. If you have a specific ADHD topic that you would like to hear about on our podcast, please send your suggestions to ADHDfamilies at canlearnsociety.ca. Welcome to Inside ADHD, the official podcast for ADHDfamilies.ca. My name is Krista Forand. I'm a registered psychologist in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. And this episode is our fifth uh, episode in a series um, that we have dedicated for the month of October, which is ADHD Awareness Month, to tackling certain myths about ADHD. And today's myth is the myth that children will grow out of their ADHD. And uh, before we get into that, I just wanted to say the reason why we presented these myths um, in these episodes for this month is because we really believe that knowing about the myths and knowing why they're not true allows parents and individuals who have ADHD to have more information or education about the disorder, which allows them to be better empowered when advocating for themselves or their children, and to make better decisions about how they may want to treat the disorder. Because if we, especially with today's myth, um, the idea that children will outgrow their ADHD, if we don't take the disorder seriously, then children, youth, and adults Um, are less likely to be taken seriously and to be treated for this disorder, which in my opinion then leads to um, more negative outcomes in these individuals' lives. So I wanted to talk today about this myth, um, this belief that some people have that children will outgrow it. And the reason why this one is really important is for two reasons. First, if people believe that ADHD is only a disorder of childhood, then they may decide that it's not necessarily important to treat it in childhood as they sort of believe that it will not be a problem once the child becomes an adult. So you can see where that belief would lead to perhaps choices about treatment that may be um, not optimal or not effective enough because the disorder is not being taken seriously. The second reason why talking about this myth is important is conceptualizing ADHD as only a childhood disorder means that less adults will be diagnosed and treated uh, with the disorder, which will continue to contribute to decreased quality of lives for these people, for adults. 
So that's why I believe it's important to take the diagnosis seriously and understand that it likely will persist into adulthood. Now the prevalence of ADHD in children ranges anywhere from about 5 to 7 percent, whereas the prevalence in adults is between about 3 and 5 percent. Only about 20 to 35 percent of children who are diagnosed with ADHD no longer have symptoms that result in impairment in adulthood. On the flip side, this means that 65 to 80 percent, so the majority of children diagnosed with ADHD, will continue to have it as adults. And this number may even be higher, the 65 to 80 percent, because research has shown that when assessments for ADHD only rely on the adult's self-report of symptoms, many do not receive diagnoses of ADHD. However, when the adult's parents are interviewed, the adult is more likely to be diagnosed. Because often, the individual with ADHD will under-report their symptoms, so they will, um, they will, uh, there'll be less symptoms reported by the adult, and this is why it's crucial for professionals who are assessing individuals for ADHD gather information from other sources, including the, per, um, the person's parents and previous school documentation such as report cards. Additionally, when age-appropriate diagnostic criteria for the disorder are used, more adults continue to meet criteria. So for example, the one criteria that is part of the hyperactive criteria, the often runs about or climbs excessively in situations in which it is inappropriate, this criteria would hardly ever be endorsed by an adult. Most adults don't climb on things and run around excessively. But subjective feelings of physical restlessness are often endorsed which is basically getting at the same element of hyperactivity that the, that the child criteria of running around and climbing is. It's just different, it's just experienced differently depending on the person's age. So when we consider developmental differences, as well as differences in perspective of symptoms and impairment, so the person versus other individuals in their lives, such as parents or siblings or a spouse, then we see that actually ADHD does continue to persist at high numbers into adulthood. It is important to understand the differences in the adult presentation of ADHD. So research and clinical experience has shown that the symptoms of hyperactivity and impulsivity show a decline into adulthood, whereas the symptoms of inattention remain fairly stable and therefore are still impairing to the adult. So like what was said before, hyperactivity in childhood may now be experienced more as things like physical restlessness, or for some, um, a constant need to be on the go or to be busy for adults. If an adult has difficulty with focusing, paying attention, staying organized, managing their time, transitioning from one task to the next, and prioritizing, then they are showing signs of ADHD. The symptoms of ADHD always need to be looked at 
in the individual's context, and part of the individual's context also includes their age or their, their level of development. So a comprehensive evaluation of ADHD in an adult should include collecting information from multiple sources, multiple people, and gathering information about symptoms and how they actually present in adults. So like we talked about physical restlessness versus hyperactivity in children. Adults also typically have developed some strategies on their own to manage these symptoms, whether they realize it or not. So it's really important for professionals who are assessing adults to ask questions that determine why these strategies were put into place in the first place. So an example might be a professional asking, how are you with keeping track of your belongings? And the person says, oh, pretty good, except I used to lose my keys all the time, so I got one of those key code devices for my house so that I don't have to have house keys. So you can see that if um, the person didn't say that or the professional didn't probe further, that they might just have taken the client's word that they don't have problems with keeping track of their belongings. So it's really important to understand um, how the adult has put strategies into place and to what extent do those strategies sort of help them to not be um, as impaired as they would be if they didn't have those strategies. So when you take that all into consideration, the myth that children will outgrow their ADHD is a very dangerous one, as like I said at the beginning, because it may lead people to think that treating the disorder in childhood isn't really that big of a deal, and it also may lead people to think um, for adults that um, it doesn't exist in adulthood, and so we have um, a large number of adults with ADHD who are going unidentified as having the disorder and therefore untreated. So we need to take it seriously both in childhood and adulthood so that we can make more informed and empowered decisions about how we'd like to treat the disorder which ultimately would lead to a better quality of life. So we hope that you've enjoyed our um, five-week series of ADHD myths if you haven't listened to them all, go back and uh, check them out because they're all very uh, helpful. If you'd like more information about ADHD in adults, you can check out the Canadian ADHD Resource Alliance website, which is www.cadra.ca, and under the Public Info tab, they have um, a tab specific for adults. You can also check out the Centre for ADHD Awareness Canada website, which is www.cadac.ca, which is spelled C-A-D-D-A-C. And they also have an adult tab that has um, information related to assessment and diagnosis, treatment, ADHD in the workplace, and various reading lists. And lastly, if you're a parent of a child who's been diagnosed with ADHD and you see similarities in yourself, cons consider speaking with a professional in your area who has experience working with adults who have ADHD to determine if um, the symptoms that you are experiencing 
are at a high enough level that they um, contribute to significant impairment um, or what we would call negative outcomes in your life to warrant a diagnosis of ADHD. Um, hope you enjoyed our episode. Uh, catch other episodes on the um, by subscribing to iTunes, and we will catch you next time for some new episodes. See you later. for listening to Inside ADHD, the official podcast for ADHDfamilies.ca. For more information about ADHD and how to help your child, visit ADHDfamilies.ca, follow us on Twitter, and subscribe to our podcast in iTunes or your favorite podcast player. If you have a specific ADHD topic that you would like to hear about on our podcast, please send your suggestions to ADHD families at canlearnsociety.ca.